0: Sweet Summer Buds, Part Four, from *The Flowers of Shakespeare*. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. *The Flowers of Shakespeare* by Esther Singleton. Fern and Honeysuckle, the Fern, *Pteris aquilina* with its graceful and beautifully indented leaves and its peculiar acrid scent, delicious to many persons, would be admitted into the Shakespeare garden because of its fantastic qualities, even if its beauty did not sue for recognition. The fern is a fairy plant. According to folklore, it always blossomed at 12 o'clock on St. John's Eve, June 21st, Midsummer Night, the flower is described as a wonderful globe of sapphire blue according to other stories a ruby red and in a few moments after its blossoming the seed appeared oberon the fairy king was supposed to watch for the precious seed so that he might prevent mortals from obtaining it but anyone fortunate enough to gather fern seed would be under the protection of spirits and would be enabled to realize all his fondest desires. Furthermore, anyone who wore the fern seed about him would be invisible. Shakespeare was familiar with this superstition, for he makes Gadshill exclaim in King Henry the Fourth, "We steal as in a castle, cockshore, We have the receipt of fern seed. We walk invisible." An old account tells us. The fern flowers on midsummer night at twelve o'clock and drives away all unclean spirits. First of all, it puts forth buds, which afterwards expand, then open and finally change into flowers of a dark red hue. At midnight, the flower opens to its fullest extent and illuminates everything around. But at that precise moment, a demon plucks it from its stalk whoever wishes to procure this flower must be in the forest before midnight locate himself near the fern and trace a circle around it when the devil approaches and calls feigning the voice of a parent sweetheart etc no attention must be paid nor must the head be turned for if it is it will remain so whoever becomes the happy possessor of the flower has nothing to fear by its means he can recover lost treasure become invisible rule on earth and under water and defy the devil because the fern was so powerful against evil and because it was sacred to st john the baptist witches detested it pliny stated that the fern had neither flower nor seed and some of the old english writers believed this william turner however went to work to investigate matters in his famous herbal published in 1562 he says not only the common people say that the fern hath seed but that was also the opinion of a christian physician named hieronymus tragus who doth not only say that the fern hath seed but writeth that he found upon midsummer even seed upon breaks although all they that have written of herbs have affirmed and holden that the brake doth neither seed nor fruit yet have i divers times proved the contrary which thing i will testify here in this place for their sakes that be students of herbs i have four years together one after another upon the vigil of st john the baptist which we call in english midsummer even sought for this seed of breaks upon the night and indeed i found it early in the morning before daybreak the seed was small black and like unto poppy i went about this business all figures conjurings saunterns charms witchcraft sorceries taking with me two or three honest men when i sought this seed all the village about did shine with bonfires that the people made there and sometime. When I sought the seed, I found it, and sometimes I found it not. Sometimes I found much, and sometimes I found little. But what should be the cause of this diversity, of what nature meaneth in this, surely I cannot tell. Honeysuckle, Lonicera perfolium, delicious name, honeysuckle, and truly this is one of the sweetest flowers for scent that blows. It takes its name because of the honeydew found on it, so old writers say. Romantic is its other name, woodbine, suggesting sylvan spots and mossy beds where cool-rooted flowers grow, such as the nodding violet. Shakespeare knew what he was about when he enwreathed and entwined Titania's canopy with luscious woodbine, in loving union with the equally delicious eglantine the honeysuckle is a flower that belongs particularly to moonlight and to fairy-time and much ado about nothing hero gives the command good margaret run into the parlor and whisper to beatrice and bid her steal into the bleached bower where honeysuckles ripened by the sun forbid the sun to enter a bower covered with the intense yet subtle perfume of the honeysuckle doubly sweet in the hot sun that." had ripened the blossoms and drawn out their inmost sweetness, was just the place to send saucy Beatrice, for the purpose of lighting the flame of love for Benedict, and just the place to send a little later the cynical Benedict, for the purpose of awakening his interest in the lady disdain. Shakespeare evidently knew that the honeysuckle is the flower of ardent lovers, and so he framed his bower with these sweet-scented blossoms the french have a tender name for the flower cherfou because it is given by lovers to one another the other french name chevrefouille is derived from the latin caprifolium goat-leaf which may have been given to it because the plant leaps over high rocks and precipices where only goats and others of the cloven-footed tribe dare venture the honeysuckle in shakespeare's day was a favorite remedy for wounds in the head witches also valued it for their sorcery according to sorcerers and astrologers this plant was under the rule of mercury it is hard to decide when the honeysuckle is at its best whether at hot noontide when the clusters of pale buff and white horns of plenty tipped with their long feathery threads pour their incense into the golden sunlight or when the less pungent but equally intoxicating perfume floats upon the silvery blue air of a moonlit night how sweetly smells the honeysuckle in the hushed night as if the world were one of utter peace and love and gentleness landor has thus expressed what the delicious honeysuckle makes us feel The monthly honeysuckle, writes Celia Thaxter, is most divine. Such vigor of growth I have never seen in another plant. It climbs the trellis on my piazza and spreads its superb clusters of flowers from time to time all summer. Each cluster is a triumph of beauty, flat in the center and curving out to the blossoming edge in joyous lines of loveliness. Most like a wreath of heavenly trumpets breathing melodies of perfume. the air each trumpet of lustrous white deepens to a yellower tint in the center where the small ends meet each blossom where it opens at the lips is tipped with fresh pink each sends out a group of long stamens from its slender throat like rays of light and the whole circle of radiant flowers has an effect of gladness and glory indescribable the very sight of it lifts and refreshes the human heart and for its odor it is like the spirit of romance, sweet as youth's tender dreams. It is summer's very soul. Enchanting season of fern and honeysuckle, perfumed stars that shine through green leaves and bells that send forth peals of incense instead of sound. She showed me her ferns and woodbine sprays, foxglove and jasmine stars, a mist of blue in the beds, a blaze of red in the celadon jars, in velvety bees, in convolusous bed, and roses of bountiful June. Oh, who would think that the summer spells could die so soon? End of Sweet Summer Buds, Part Four: Fern and Honeysuckle.